This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I'm Dr. Casey Barton-Baravesh. And I'm Dr. Jennifer McQuiston. And today we're talking with Dr. Myron Schultz about his in memoriam honoring the legendary Dr. James Harlan Steele. Welcome, Dr. Schultz. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I had the good fortune to meet Dr. Steele in 1999 while I was a student at the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston at their School of Public Health, where Dr. Steele was Professor Emeritus. The first day I met Dr. Steele, I barged into his office to ask him for advice on whether or not I should go to veterinary school or finish my graduate studies. And Dr. Steele just stared at me for a minute, and then he says, you've got good teeth, you're young, go to veterinary school now. For the non-veterinarians, that's a classic way a veterinarian tells how old somebody is. We both started laughing, and instantly, from that day forward, he was my mentor. Dr. Schultz, when did you first meet Dr. Steele? My meeting with Dr. Steele was so unique that it brings a smile to my face every time I think about it. I was a veterinary student at Cornell University, and I was young, uh, very impressionable. I was enamored with medical science. I never had any encounter with medical science until veterinary school. And I decided that I wanted more. And I wanted to do that by going into medicine. And I decided at the same time that I would specialize in zoonoses, diseases transmitted from animals to man. At that time, no one knew what the word zoonoses meant. And I had no opportunity to consult with anybody about my decision. But in my junior year, I picked up a veterinary journal that had an article all about zoonoses, and it had a picture of the author uh, of the article in it. And it gave me great encouragement. I knew that somewhere in this world, someone else was interested in this problem. Well, if you fast forward seven years to the day I arrived at CDC, I stepped into Dr. Steele's office for the first time, and there I saw the man whose picture was on the article, and I was thrilled. I knew I was in the right place, and with all the wonderful, other wonderful features of uh, being an EIS officer and working under Dr. Langmuir and Dr. Steele, I was uh, very happy at that. So that was my first encounter with Dr. Steele, and uh, it was a friendship that lasted for over 50 years. Many people around the world have great memories of Dr. Steele. I first encountered him very soon after I started working at CDC as a young epidemic intelligence service officer. You mentioned that, Dr. Schultz. It's also known as EIS. That was in 1998. 
and he often visited CDC during the annual EIS conference. And I can remember not only his big, booming voice and his infectious smile, but how excited he was to talk to me and others and how he encouraged the new veterinary EIS officers in their work. What's your favorite memory of Dr. Steele? Yeah, I don't have one favorite memory. I have many favorite memories because my friendship with him was so rich and and rewarding for me. Uh, Let me just uh, account uh, a few of them. When I was an EIS officer, he would invite me me to his home for his Christmas parties. He called them glegs, out of the Swedish term. And uh, at these parties was some very illustrious people, including uh, the famous Ralph McGill, the uh, publisher of the Atlanta uh, Journal, who was a crusader for civil rights at that time, and other illustrious people. I felt very honored that Jim would invite me to his his home. The uh, second memory I have is when he came to my home. I was uh, a fellow in infectious disease at... Uh, Bellevue Hospital. He came to New York to lecture. I uh, encountered him at the lecture, invited him to my small apartment. He said he would come in a little while. I went home and waited for him, and he arrived with 12 other people. (laughs) But he was thoughtful enough to have drinks and food that he had purchased on the way. He brought his own drinks to your party. Yes, he did. He's <laughs> very gregarious, always very gregarious. And then uh, it, these encounters went on down through the years. I hosted his 60th, his 65th, and his 70th birthday parties in my home. Lots of people. And uh, many of his friends went to Houston for his 90th birthday party, which was a three-day bash. It was incredible how much uh, good uh, feeling, good cheer there there was uh, for Jim and true affection. So my life was enriched by him. Every year, the CDC gives out the James H. Steele Veterinary Public Health Award, honoring a recent or current EIS officer who made important contributions to the field of veterinary public health. During his lifetime, Dr. Steele really enjoyed following the accomplishments of not only the winners, but also all of the nominees. In your mind, why is this type of award, rather than an award for more senior scientists, something that best honors Dr. Steele's legacy? Well, one of the unique features of Dr. Steele was that he loved mentoring young people. Both of you were subjects to his mentoring. So was I. Even the Surgeon General Carmona Carmona, was a mentee of Jim when he first came into office. But it was mainly younger people that he took under his wings. And this award is for people who are rising stars in their beginning uh, 
careers. So it it typifies so well how Jim dealt with uh, people. Awards for senior folks are given by institutions or foundations, but uh, this is quite a different uh, type of award and uh, represents uh, Jim's feelings so well. I had the pleasure of being the recent person who got to call Dr. Steele with updates on CDC's annual Steele Award, and he was always ecstatic to hear about the bright young EIS officers that would carry on his legacy. But I also remember how I needed to plan for the call for a time when I had more than a few minutes to spare on the phone. Yeah. Jim Steele's telephone calls were legendary. And he did this with everyone in his life. Not just you, not just me, but everyone. And I would have telephone calls with him that would last for an hour or more. But they were rich uh, because Jim was interested not only in veterinary public health, but in current events, in history, in literature, in music. Uh, and he was very well read. And he had he was unique for his memory. He had extraordinary memory. And then uh, in addition to that, I was at CDC for about seven or eight years while he was there. So we had many friendships in, in common, and he would love to reminisce about it. So Jim was unique in uh, the telephone calls that he made with his friends. Dr. Steele took special pleasure in mentoring young students of all professions and encouraging them to really think about public health as well as issuing them challenges for their careers. He spent countless hours mentoring me during my studies and my early career. In what ways do you think Dr. Steele should be considered a role model for new public health scientists? Yes, they should follow in his path in the realm of mentoring. It's not done often enough or with as much uh, care as as Jim did with his mentees. He loved uh, mentoring. And it was so important to the younger folks to have someone to guide them and direct them that he's truly a, a model for other people. Yes. Why is it important to not only acknowledge the contributions that Dr. Steele made to public health, but remember them as we go forward? Or as Dr. Steele would say, carry on. Yeah, that was his favorite expression. Uh, Isaac Newton said that we stand on the shoulders of giants, and we should stand on the shoulders of Jim Steele and carry on his work. Uh, what he did was uh, enormous. Uh, we've spoken up until now about his personal attributes, but his professional contributions were uh, enormous. He uh, established the discipline of uh, veterinary public health, and uh, he established, he was one of the two uh, fathers of the One Health Initiative the other one being 
Kelvin Schwabe, and uh, he had the unique capacity to take developments in the scientific realm and transmute them into programs that were real preventive uh, health programs uh, in th things like his programs on rabies control, uh, his psittacosis control program, his crusading for uh, irradiation of foods. And uh, in their totality, uh, his work has saved the lives of millions of people. So we really should honor him and remember him uh, down through the time, yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Schultz. We've been talking with Dr. Myron Schultz about his in memoriam, James Harlan Steele, 1913 to 2013, which appears in the March 2014 issue of CDC's journal, Emerging Infectious Diseases. This article is also available at cdc.gov eid. If you'd like to comment on this podcast, send an email to eideditor at cdc.gov. We're Jennifer McQuiston and Casey Barton-Baravesh for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit www.cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.